Hi, this is Josh, the host and creator of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Ahead, you're going to hear a variety of voices talking about the different ways and areas enjoyment shows up in our lives. Joy is a powerful energy, and I was curious what kinds of conversations could come from examining it. For the first season, I thought it would be cool to hear men talking about their joys, and I could think of no more powerful place of enjoyment than fatherhood. I hope you enjoy listening, and now here is Enjoyment, the podcast. So I've already given you the spiel, but I'm going to give the spiel to set it up for the audience, which is off mic. I said to you how I'm really curious about just exploring joy, what that is, and yeah, eliciting it and talking to people about it. And then I'm curious, particularly I think there's something about hearing men talk about joy, and I think fatherhood elicits totally. that place. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. here you are. Thank you for being here. Thank and, you. Thanks for having me. Like, I'm going to start this very open-ended, which, give me the big moments, small moments. Where are you loving digging this thing, fatherhood? Like, God, I, I'm not sure I can give a very coherent response because the, because the thoughts that kind of I had, it's just like such like a broad array of instances of joy. My, my kids are now 11 and 7. I have a sixth grader and a second grader. You know, the the moments of joy I have now with my uh, sixth grader, she's old enough now that she can sit in the front seat with me in the car. And so now she sits there and she starts playing around with the radio stations and picks the music. And it's so awesome because, like, she has, like, opinions about what's cool and what's not cool. And I totally remember being that way, too. So she's getting into this stage of her life where she's doing a lot of things that I can kind of remember and she, I can see her feeling things that I can remember feeling too. And it's pretty cool. So it's a little scary too, but it's pretty cool. You know, as you say that, I'm, you elicit like what I get to look forward to because your yeah. youngest and mine are yeah. the same age. Yeah. yeah. And so when you said that, I was like, oh yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, oh, I totally right. remember, I totally remember <laughs> hearing that kind of stuff from other people or like watching people, go uh have that kind of stuff and be like wow that'll be cool someday and then also trying to be like well what i got going right now is really awesome too and i don't want to like lose sight of what's awesome right now yeah you know there's that too my and my second grader is i have a second grade boy he's the sweetest kid you'll ever be i take him to school all the time and just like still holding his hand walking to school so that's also the perspective of having an older kid now who doesn't want to hold my hand anymore and you know that's that's totally normal for an eleven-year-old. Yeah. But my my seven-year-old still wants to hold my hand when we cross the street, and like that feeling of knowing that I'm, you know, his safety person, and that we can, you know, I can tell jokes that he still thinks is funny. <laughs> I love telling dad jokes. I want to ask you about all of it, but that one, you know, I can relate to. Holding my son's hand, like there is something that's just like so magical. Totally about yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't even know if I know what the extent of the magic of it, but I like like right getting the sense that I'm his safety. Like, what joy of yours do you think that like 
is elicited in that. I don't. I can, all I can tell you is the feeling. I'm like getting goosebumps as I'm talking about it. The the touch of your child's hand, you know, whether it's like on your shoulder or like holding your hand, it like feels different. There's something that feels different about it. There's a different energy, and it's it's rad. There's there's no other way to put it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a part of me that wants like to urge us to like put words on it, but I think that actually probably is the best way to describe it. That it's really there is something about like that joyful moment that is like beyond yeah. words. Yeah. And I totally experience it and I love that like five days of my week walking into school. I mean I, I totally. get on the weekend too, but yeah, like yeah. I love that my week yeah. days it's like the best way to start life. Totally, yeah. <laughs> There's like that little sort, short five-minute walk from where I park my car, and I hold his hand, and we're walking on the sidewalk and talking about whatever it is, and like that experience of walking with your kid into school. I got to do that with my daughter, too, and that's, you know, that's, that's special. The hand-holding is like perfect, but then, yeah, like just these random mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. That you get to have. Yeah. And it starts from when they're babies. Like, I, you know, when my daughter was, when my son was born, we had my daughter, obviously, she's four years older. And so when you have a second kid, there's like the divide and conquer thing that you do with your partner. And so what wound up happening a lot was I would take my son for walks and I'd put him in one of those carriers and I'd walk him all over our neighborhood. And like, inevitably, it became if if he was upset and crying or like you could tell he was tired, I'd bring him outside in that carrier and like within thirty seconds he'd falling asleep. And like the feeling of being able to do that for your kid, it's like you know, I feel like it starts there. And then this feeling of being able to be that person for them when you're you can be their safety or their person that they can come to, the per- like the person they can trust and their caretaker. There's something sort of viscerally joyful about that i'm gonna probably spin a million different directions in this, yeah, go ahead. but when you say that like i know for myself i'm imagining for you there have been messages of like that's not what men do right totally, totally. And, yes and yet i have found so much joy in being the nurturer absolutely being... absolutely it's one of my favorite things of living in the bay area is that that's cool and that's okay because i i see that around me all the time i see dads playing with their kids and i see dads doing things with their kids that you know 50 years ago were things that only really moms did with their kids i love being involved in that way i grew up in massachusetts and I lived there for a short time when my daughter was three before my son was born. I remember noticing the difference between here and there. It was like, it's like you can't play with your kid unless there's a hockey stick involved. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, like dads are supposed to do certain things and like you, you have to like fit within that box and that's your role. I found that too confining and I, I like it here where you can be more wholly involved. And there is this place that I think we're talking about that is so delicious. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can't imagine. How can you deny yourself? How can you, exactly, like why would I ever not want that? Yeah, we keep saying that, but it's like, right, being the one that just it's that thing that wasn't okay, again, 50 years ago. And in some, I think in some 
places, it's still not okay. And in some cultures, it's not really okay. And that's that's really sad to me. Totally. Yeah. Going back to just like your joy, has it changed over time? Is it? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. evolved. It's yeah. A, it's evolved for sure. Because like when my daughter was born, I talked to you a little bit about this off mic before we started, but my wife and I had had a pregnancy prior to my daughter being born that ended badly. And it was really a crushing experience. And so I, I tried to pull something positive out of that experience as hard as it was. And what ultimately I think I realized was it, it allowed me to appreciate those joys a little bit in a different way than, than I think I could have had I not had that experience of such deep sorrow and loss. And so when my daughter was born, I, I mean, there was a lot of sort of anxiety over, could something bad happen to, to my, my daughter again, my, my new baby? That was wrapped into the joys of watching her like giggle for the first time when I started playing peekaboo with her. And, and you know, the first time that she could really engage with me, the babies, you know, they can't, really focus their eyes for a while but when she could like really look at me and smile it was like that's amazing and it's those like little things when they're babies right my son same thing and as my kids started to get a little bit older it was like you can play with them in a different way you can it's those moments where you can look at them and you can both sort of laugh the moments where you can laugh together are incredible and whether they're six months old, two years old, four years old, 11 years old. It's always incredible. And the things that make you laugh are different. I, I have this video of me and my daughter playing where I'm like looking around the corner and she just like guffawing. She's like hysterically laughing. And I, every time I watch it, I laugh. And then as they get a little bit older, you, know, you get to be four or five years old and they have silly toddler songs. You start singing Baby Shark. As annoying as that song is, probably to a lot of people. <laughs> but, like, you know, you make jokes around singing Baby Shark together. And then they get a little bit older. And now my my daughter, who's 11, who's very sophisticated for her age, she, she likes watching late-night Stephen Colbert videos. And we watch them together and, like, we just, like, crack up at his jokes together. Again, those moments where you can, like, really connect and laugh together and, like, be part of something that's joyful together is just incredible. And what I love about your story is early on we're trying to, like, find the giggle point. I mean, probably the whole time we're trying to find the giggle point in them, but Mm -hmm. when I hear you talk about your daughter, in some ways, like, she's catching up to where, like, your giggle point is. Like, Uh now, now, like, she can, like, laugh with you where you genuinely have a laugh. And I imagine that's, like, a really cool... It's amazing. And and it's, like, that same part I was talking about where now she's old enough and she can sit in the front seat with me. It's, like, she's meeting me at places that I'm genuinely interested in as an adult. And not to say that I'm not interested in the things they're interested in as kids, but it's like the things that you would do on your own. Like she's also kind of interested in those things too. And it's like we can meet there and have connection there on that. Yeah, you remind me share my stories and you share your stories. Yeah. The other day, uh, I wonder if my sister's going to hate that I share this on a podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> so her first initial is A. Her, my, our last name is Stern S. Mm-hmm. And my parents almost gave her an S middle name. Oh, no. Which would have made her initials <laughs> A-S-S-S. And I shared that story with Tobias the other day. Uh, and, like, we're right at that 
grew point of like potty humor, uh-huh. and he was just dying <laughs> at the notion that my my mom and dad could have named my sister ass, you know, and he just thought it was like the funniest thing, and we were like, hey, butthead, you know, like, <laughs> so just as you were talking, I was like, mm-hmm. right, those like random moments where it's just mm-hmm. like genuine laughter yeah. connection, and speaking of like joyfulness, you know, me and you play basketball, yep, and Particularly last night, I thought it was actually a really fun night. It with was like, really fun. For the audience, Josh is a really, really good shooter. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Streaky, but okay. Um, I'm curious about, like, joy. Like, do you find, like, joyful nights like that, is it the same kind of joy we're experiencing as fathers? Or is it different? Is it... There is a relationship there. I think there there is a relationship there. I, I think there there is a joy that you get in the connection with the people that you have. And it's it's through, you know, when we play basketball, there's a, there's a type of connection that happens there. But during the game, we're all kind of joking with each other. One of the guys last night, Javier, sorry, was shooting <laughs> really, really well, like even better, like better than he normally shoots. And we're all like, like chanting his name and like he's laughing and and like that kind of connection that we have and then we all hang out afterwards and sit down and have beers together and that's a method of having that kind of connection and i think as dads and as men in our society that's something that's that women can get a lot easier than men can we don't hang out with each other in the same way that the women in my life i know do those opportunities to do that are great so i i think the the commonality between the the joys that you get with your kids and the joys you get with your your friends and this, this other group of guys that we know is that connection and that's why I think a lot of us look at that that Friday night that we go play together we it's religious we it's like we have to go because it's really 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 important and so a lot of us will go you know our partners will sometimes reluctantly let us go but I think they all see it as really important to us do you find that the way your heart has opened through connection with your kids, has it impacted you in the way your heart can open? Yes. In connection? 100%. Yeah. It, make, it, it makes your heart that much bigger. I remember my wife talking about the feeling of when we were getting, uh, when, our, when we were expecting our son and he was close to being born. And we had this talk and she was like, at one point she admitted, how, how can you how can you poss- how can i ever possibly love this baby as much as i loved our daughter and then when he came along it's like really your heart just grows and makes space for it and w- once you once you see that your heart has the ability to do that i feel like and, and you experience how good that feels you kind of want more of it and it allows you to open up and and maybe try to connect with people in a different way i go to like a therapy group once a week and it's amazing. It's like these five people I'd otherwise never met before. We just like talk about stuff that's going on in our lives for two hours once a week. And I never would have done that before kids. After kids and, you know, wanting to have a forum to like talk about hard things and have people bounce it off of and have that kind of community is something I think I really uh, became kind of more okay to do in a way. And, and a lot of that, I think, I owe to the feeling that you get with your connection when when you have kids. I, sometimes I've framed it for myself of, like, 
And sometimes I still do hold this very in sort of a masculinity the notion, but like I feel like masculinity in many ways is about like caging the heart, you know, yeah. and power and control yeah. and yeah, dominant, totally. yeah, and all of that feels to me yeah. like all that and all that other stuff. You just got to push it down to the shadows, yeah, right? you know. And then like my kid came along, and he was like, "What cage?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just like was like the the paddles yeah it was like <laughs> you know and my heart just yeah. like started pumping again and then yeah. suddenly like once that happened it was like i had to challenge the cage yeah of it like yeah. i had sort of no choice yeah. but to try to like well now i'm feeling my heart oh i don't like how it's bumping into this edge or this yeah. edge like yeah. i want to really try to like free this because yeah. it feels good yeah <laughs> to totally pumping and know? it's almost it's like you're right i think it's almost like having kids is like it's it it, it can really help you evolve like yeah. as a person it's really amazing yeah yeah I, I mean even right now like i know it but now like i'm sitting and talking with you i'm like all right this it, it is like, like it is a freaking miracle they talk about babies being born as miracles they're not kidding like it's true it is a miracle it's a mir- it's a miraculous thing that this human life can be created and like I remember <laughs> the the story I always tell when when I first saw my daughter being born and she came out and like started crying and I'm like my like my very first thought was oh my god that's a real baby what do I do now <laughs> so there's that miracle but then there is the miracle of what it actually does to you as a person right. yeah I don't think I knew I yeah. don't think I realized. I, yeah. I knew I wanted to be a dad, but I had no idea that it would be like I, I, I knew I wanted to be a dad, and I, and it's met and exceeded all of my expectations, but in ways that I didn't think. Totally, yeah. It's funny to have this pull to do it, and then yeah, just have it fuck with me. Yeah, basically, yeah. that's the way I want to say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it really does. But, but it really does. in this beautiful way. Like yeah. I did not realize. I didn't realize my heart could feel this warm yeah. i didn't realize my heart could feel this open mm-hmm. i didn't realize i could have this taste of joy and so like easily mm-hmm. like again like going back to like just holding my son's hand like it's amazing that like i can i can basically do that at any point and i will feel warm yeah you know yeah. no matter what totally. my day has been no totally. matter where my headspace is yeah yeah, like, it really is an incredible. There is no way that I could get a hug from one of my kids and not feel like better than after, than better than before. Similar question to Joy because I think it plays in the same arena. But like, what are you proud of? Like, as a, as a dad, like what? <sighs> That's a good question. That, that is a really good question. I think I'm proud of how my wife and I parent together. That's that's important to me. I, so I, I grew up with um, my mother's from Denmark and the Scandinavian European sort of way of the mom and dad being kind of in an egalitarian roles. My dad and my mom were definitely not in egalitarian roles. They had the more traditional roles, but I, somehow my, my mom conveyed that that was important and somehow that was instilled in me. And so now that we're here we kind of share everything so i do like most of the cooking at home that's you know sort of traditionally not the dad's role but i i love doing that i'm proud of being involved in my kids lives in a way that is is a little different than what's sort of traditional 
I've taught my kids how to cook, for example. But cooking, cook was my son's first word. I, I used to pick him up out of his crib, and he would, you know, when he was figuring out how to talk when he was about a year, he'd point towards the kitchen and go, cook? And, the, you know, hold him in one arm and stir the scrambled eggs with the other end. I'm proud of, this might sound weird, I think I'm proud of being willing and able to admit my mistakes and apologize to my kids when I, when I mess up. Having kids is not always joyful. <laughs> There's like, <laughs> there are those moments that really test your patience and that are, wind up being really hard and those parts of you that live in the shadows come out and you're, you know, you might get angry and you might say things that you, in a, in a way that you don't want to say them or say things that you, you wish you hadn't said. I think it's important to be able to apologize to your kids and to be human and to show them that they're human. And I, I do that and I'm proud of that. That's something that I think in years of my generation, our, our parents were like, we're the parents, we're always right. We never made mistakes, we are infallible. And as, as I got older, I could see that my parents were fallible, but they, it, it was a, uh, a weakness of theirs that they were not able to admit that they could make mistakes sometimes. Beautiful, man. Those are awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Sort of staying in line with what you're proud of. You know, here we are, back to the sort of question of like masculinity. And here we are, like, I mean, I think nowadays there's a big awakening happening in masculinity. And yeah. It's both really ugly and really beautiful. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of us are kind of confused by what, what the role of masculinity is supposed to be now. And, totally. and you know, it's, it's like, are you supposed to be this like hypersensitive, um, you know, uh, person on this one side, or are you supposed to be the strong, silent type on the other side? And is it somewhere in between? And where where are you supposed to fall? And you know, maybe maybe the the answer is you have to get out of that. What is it supposed to be? And just be yourself. Yeah. What What do you feel like has freed you up to play in the arena? Because it does seem like you are a dad that lives in his heart cooks you know I, yeah I, yeah i try to be and um i don't i honestly i don't know i think i always knew that that was the kind of dad that i wanted to be and i, I had this i think i had this image of what i wanted to be and it was probably from those messages that were instilled in me when i grew up and it really weren't what i saw either in my my own house growing up or around me i somehow i just knew that what what I wanted to be, and I wanted to be involved, and I wanted to, uh, I wanted my kids to be able to learn things from me that were not necessarily the, the traditional male role. And I also wanted them to learn the things that were the, that were the traditional male role, but I, I think I wanted to be able to share those things with my wife and, and be sort of equal or egalitarian partners in my life. Yeah, I always think about, like, when I'm at school, and, and particularly my eyes are on the dad side of this so yeah. so i you know i give mothers shout out to mothers and what they're doing on their side but yeah, yeah. The, the topic of this is sort of father's side but like when i look around and i see so many dads dropping their kids off or picking yeah. their kids up like i many times i'm like oh man what what is what our kids generation like what 
this is their normal. environment. Yeah, and, and this, this is, is normal. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. wow. What? Yeah. Like, I'm so curious yeah. what... When I got picked up from school, yeah. it was all 100% all moms. Yeah, <laughs> same as me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My my mom walked me to school. My mom picked me up. My yep. mom read me the stories at yep. bedtime. Like, yep. yeah, I definitely was that traditional household. Yeah. So, yeah, it really does like intrigue me sometimes i just like look around at these kids and i think the boys for sure but like i'm curious too like you have one of each and i'm sure yeah. it'll be very interesting for both of them what it was like to watch their mom and dad yeah when and, and maybe when they're when they're old enough to be able to like sort of reflect on it in a mature way and speak on it when they're adults maybe that, that would be kind of interesting to hear totally. yeah and, i mean and i think i also have to say that Maybe one of the things that allows me to explore these things is that I'm in an environment, like just like you're saying, you see a lot of dads at the schoolyard, I do too. I've always been around dads who are also involved in the same way that I am. And so I, I think I'm part of this, being part of this community where that's sort of the norm makes it easier to do. It makes it safer is maybe the wrong way to put it, but it is kind of a safer thing. I mean, if I if I were in... A different time or a different part of the country or both where i was the only guy doing that going back to my story about living in massachusetts for a while i remember taking my daughter to the park and we lived in this really cute little town that had an incredible incredible playground it was like massive beautiful expansive thing i was like the only dad with with my daughter there, and i'm looking at, and there weren't even that many kids out and i'm like what is going on here what i, I just couldn't imagine it we, we moved away from California and moved back fairly quickly. And that, that was one of the things that I realized that I liked better about here. I, like, can't fathom it anymore because yeah. I t it's like, why would you not eat chocolate cake? Yeah. Chocolate cake is delicious. Chocolate cake is awesome. What? <laughs> it is so delicious. Like, well, like oh, my God. Yeah. Like, having this experience with my son at this age, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it either to deny yourself of that is yeah, maybe, maybe if you're doing that you don't know you're doing it but it's it's such like a it's it's an incredibly rich experience it's like there is there is um, i can't think of a richer experience you know 20 years from now are there like certain snapshots you think you'll you'll sit the kids are off you uh, know like but you'll be you'll just like oh god i remembered I remember, yeah. you know, like what what snapshots? God, those those snapshots pop into my head all the time, and, and like you know, now they come up on social media. You know, your Instagram account or your Facebook account will have like, oh, this is what happened six years ago. My wife just showed me a picture of this this morning. Of my, we had this uh, little, at the time it was almost the same size as him, but it was like a fake skeleton. It was a Halloween decoration, and we sat it on a little bench that we had outside our house, and he's sitting next to it and like holding his hand and like. Those those things that sort of make you laugh, right? Or like the story I told about playing hide and seek with my daughter. There's a, we have a video of that, you know, somewhere in the annals of YouTube, where she's just like, you can't, you can't watch her totally guffaw and not laugh. My daughter is now an incredible, incredibly talented singer and plays the piano, and she's had a couple of concerts. And like watching her sort of perform and come out of her shell and express herself in this incredibly beautiful and authentic way Th those moments where you watch you see the joy and then you see this growth of your kids happening in front of your eyes sometimes i think those 
those other things will ultimately stick with you. I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't know if we've talked about. It. Yeah, there's this these times that I like look at Tobias and particularly now that he's still young, they're still like, who are you even dating? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I think about like, that all what? the time. And then, yeah. but as you like watch that reveal, mm-hmm. I can. It's never what you're expecting. <laughs> be, for those of you out there who are not parents be prepared to be surprised <laughs> flexibility is your friend that's totally true I mean, and, and like my daughter who's the older one who's 11 watching her have evolved to different stages of her life she was had things that were really really important to her when she was 3 and those things were like you know things that she kind of hates now <laughs> but things that like like uh, the things that became important to her at six and then the things that became important to her at eight the things that became are, are important to her now i mean some of them are kind of consistent but some of them are like they evolve you know that uh, that evolution continues i'm sure into adulthood it's how it continues for us you know the things that are important to us now are different than what they were 10 15 years ago yeah, yeah. well what watching them go through that is it's pretty pretty cool do you look forward to anything? Is there any future-oriented looking yeah, at your kids? Yeah, I, I like, think I think about that sometimes. You know, yeah. like you watch some one of those hokey Hallmark movies, and and like you see, you know, these families where like it's like the older parents and the getting together with their kids, and then their grandkids, and it's like, wow, what would that be like? Holy crap! What what is what is my kid gonna be like someday as a parent themselves? Or or I think about. I mean, just like in the more immediate future, like what what kinds of things are my kids going to be interested in? What's my daughter going to be interested in when she's sixteen? The benefit of perspective of having been a parent for eleven years is like I know that everything changes all the time, and something is going to she's going to be way different when she's thirteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> for better and for worse. For better and for worse. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their their stuff they struggle with. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not about you. If, if your daughter listens to this, I, I say that more as just the parent trying yeah. to guide yeah. the differences in, yep. in our children. That was yep. more a comment about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking when you said, like, what it will be like to be a grandparent and, like, watch and, like, yeah, have this different perspective on how well you did, yeah. how... I think I, I think that's true. I, I won't lie. I mean, I think there are probably things that like. I mean, you know, there there are things about my parents and my father that I didn't want to repeat as a father. I didn't. There was there were certain things I didn't. I wanted to do differently. I, I knew it even as a younger person before I had kids, and even maybe as like a teenager. As as, as I evolved, I was like, oh, I don't want to be that way. And then sometimes those things kind of pop out at me too. So I'm like, oh. Kind of hurts a little bit. I'm like, oh, I just turned into my dad. There, there are some things that he did really well that I did. I, I did want to emulate, and you know, I, I wonder. Maybe it's my own sort of anxiety about that, but I wonder about on the flip side. You watch your kids do something that you're like, ooh, I kind of remember doing that and not being so proud of that. <laughs> so, but it's all part of the human experience. Again, I feel like I'm jumping all over the map, but that's probably true of what fatherhood is. And yeah, the stories of it. But I think one thing I didn't realize that would come out of this is my father's past and has been passed well before I had kids. So I don't get the chance to revel in it 
with him. Mm-hmm. But I do think it has transformed how I think of my father, uh-huh. how I relate yeah. to my father, yeah. how I um, have forgiveness for my yeah. father, how I actually see the joys in his heart, yeah. you know, and like what yeah. he delighted in, like, and, and that's been a real pleasant, again, these like strange byproducts yeah. of this gift. The, those things true for me. My, my father's older, he's 87. He still lives on the East Coast, so I, I don't get to see him that often. You know, maybe once a year, but these little times, some of these little times that we've had together with just like me and him and Aaron then are, are one of our kids, my daughter first, and then both of our kids. That's really cool. My daughter has always had a very playful imagination, so I, I, I have a memory of, of playing school where she was pretending to be a teacher, and like we were the, we were pretending to be the students in his class, and he, he was always very good at being playful that way. I think I probably learned that from him. He was ahead of his time at being able to be goofy and make his kids laugh, and like he, he, was, he was great at that, so I, I, I try to do that too. But and, and then as my son came along, I think you know, my son looks like me, and I, he looks a lot like I did when I was a kid, and he I think he's similar in personality to the way I was when I was a kid, and so my dad, w- watching him, it's it, it it's kind of cool to see my dad watch my son and talk about my son, and you can see that he's drawing a connection between how much he loved me as at that age and when my son too. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, it's beautiful really touching yeah feel my energy heading towards sort of the the closing of this asking you these questions although sure. it is delightful to hear your stories and oh, your celebrations yeah, of it open-ended question something i haven't asked you about something about fatherhood that you would like to say an open-ended uh thing i'd like to say about fatherhood you know what I say about fatherhood, especially for people who are having kids for the first time? I mean, it, it kind of is a job. It is, like, the coolest job you will ever have. There was, like, some commercial back in the 80s where I th- it's the toughest job you'll ever love. I can't remember what they were advertising, but it's it's hard, you know? From when you're, like, a father of a baby and you, they're, they're not sleeping very well and, and then, you know, they're struggling to try to communicate and they're just crying, but they can't get the words for what's bothering them. And you just like you viscerally just so want to make them feel better. You're kind of like on high alert all the time. At least the way that's the way I felt that I was. But it's so it's fulfilling in a way that nothing else in your life will ever be fulfilling. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. This show I think is funny because it's trying to put words on this thing. Like, I get what you mean. Yeah. And hopefully, like, through the question I've asked, I am, like, eliciting language to this thing. But, right, yeah. there's this, like, this well. It's this amorphous, like, crazy love. I, when I, before I had kids, one of my really good friends who had, um, there's a daughter now who's just started college, which is bananas to me because he's, like, my age. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> anyway, he talked about having a baby and he was just like, I can't describe this. I can't tell you why, but I love this baby. I love my daughter so much that I'm like holding her and I'm squeezing her so tight. I like, I effectively feel like I just want to swallow her. <laughs> and it's like, 
I was like, that's a pretty weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then my kids came around. I'm like, yeah, I can kind of get that. I'm like, I, like there's like, I want that saying, I want to eat you up. I think it exists for a reason. It's like, man, it's like, you, you, you just like want to envelop this this being that you created, that you had a hand in creating, and it's part of you. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of don't want to let them go. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're starting to taste that a little bit, but I a can little bit, only yeah. imagine. Like, that is the part that I feel like, oh. Like, I feel I'm a, I'm a good dad on a lot of realms, yeah. but I'm like, oh, man, when you start, like, wanting to be independent of me, totally, I'm going to have yeah. a really hard time. That is hard. That I'm going to have a really yeah. hard time. And I'm, I'm like, and I'm used to doing... Uh, you know, from the time that they're really little, you have to do a lot for them, right? And then as they get older, they have more skills and they, they can be more independent and they should be. You should give them more responsibility. But, like, on one hand is nice and then on the other hand is like, wait, I don't actually have to make any lunches anymore? That's kind of sad. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. <laughs> like, my son is, like, just learning how to tie his shoes now. And he's like, Dad, can you help me? I'm like, sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I know I shouldn't, I should, yeah, let, I should yeah. be like, no, you can do it. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, I just have the one and I'll only have the one. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of live the story once. Yeah. But I think there's yeah. this interesting thing about you getting to live the story. Twice. And, you but, you do, but you live it in different ways. Yeah. You know, they're pretty different from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Last request. Yeah. Uh, dad joke. Do you know how much pirate corn costs? How much? A buccaneer. <laughs> I end all my dad jokes with that laugh. <laughs> Delightful. Thank you. That's that very polite of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. Sincerely, thank you. Thank you. This Thanks for having me. This is the kind of fun. conversation I want to have with dads and unfortunately have to like make a podcast. To have <laughs> <with> <laughs> Love it, man. So, but yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. There you have it. As always, thank you to my guests this week. Thank you to my buddy Justin Reed for the music you hear. Thank you to Tobias for making me a father. And thank you, the listener. Share the joy by rating and reviewing this podcast or by sharing it with your friends and family. Tune in again for another great conversation. And check out joyfultherapy.com to see the other projects and services I offer. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye now.